0: make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Welcome to the Rebel Educator podcast, where we work to amplify the voices and ideas of changemakers in education. We talk with students, educators, and thought leaders who are questioning the status quo and resisting tradition in education. We invite you to join us as we discuss how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to try something new, reignite wonder, and reimagine education. If you are in the Bay Area, we are currently accepting applications for students for the fall of 2023. Yes, we have limited spots available, and also for our elementary and middle schools starting at TK through seventh grade for fall of 2024. Up Academy has created our framework so that new and existing schools can develop imaginative, exciting, relevant, engaging learning environments for all of their students. We're excited to introduce the Rebel Project Literacy Curriculum. It's a fully integrated literacy and project based learning curriculum that supports social emotional development and is based on skills and competencies. Learn more at projectup.us. Have you ever thought of opening your own school? Project UP is also supporting new educators and families to create schools like UP Academy and schools of your own design. Reach out to join our affiliate network at projectup.us. Now, let's get to today's episode of the Rebel Educator Podcast. Welcome, Rebel Educators. I'm here today with Matt Shosey. He's the CEO and co founder of Be More Colorful, an immersive media and virtual reality production company whose flagship product, CareerView XR, is being used across the country to help students explore authentic real world careers through virtual reality. Welcome, Matt.
1: Yeah, thanks, Tanya. Appreciate you having me.
0: I'd love to hear a little bit about your background in how you got into education and how you co founded Be More Colorful and what that journey looks like.
1: Yep, absolutely. So, Be More Colorful was actually founded back in 2016. My wife and I co founded the business. Actually, I need to give credit where credit's due. Katie, my wife, founded the business and brought me on as CEO a couple months after, but she's allowing me to say I'm a co founder.
0: (laughs) Very generous of her.
1: (laughs) She's awesome. But originally, Be More Colorful was a residential real estate photography company. We thought we were going to be creating home virtual tours. And that did not end up panning out. And also, it wasn't really interesting work. We weren't solving a big problem. It wasn't something we could get really passionate about. So silver lining there was that we had an opportunity to pivot and try to figure out what can we do with this technology that's going to have more of an impact. We started creating travel and tourism experiences, then that led to workforce development and economic development, work through our state's Department of Commerce, and we had actually been creating recruiting experiences for employers when K-12 educators started taking notice and said, hey, if you could tweak that message a little bit, it would be perfect for using in the schools. We can't get kids onto construction sites, into healthcare facilities. So, the whole idea of CareerView XR really came from the suggestions that we got from teachers and students that helped fill a need of bringing job sites into the classroom.
0: Wow. I would not have expected you to say we started as a home virtual tour company.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. We didn't expect the path to lead us here, but we are so glad that it did because it's truly become a mission. Both Katie and I were learners and educators at heart. And to be able to be creating something that is not being used for marketing, it's being used for learning and inspiring students to choose that path. I mean, there's nothing more fulfilling than that that I can think of.
0: So this is, it allows students to be a part of or understand or almost do an apprenticeship in a real world career through virtual reality. So can you walk through an example of what that looks like or one of your favorite careers that's within your virtual reality that students utilize frequently?
1: Yeah, well, some of our favorite ones are some of the first ones that we created. We worked with the North Dakota Building Trades Unions to create a series of 12 little recruiting videos. That's how they started. And then, like I said before, once K-12 saw what we were doing, they said, oh, hey, yeah, we'd love to see that in the classroom. So we adjusted the messaging in those experiences. And now we've got day in the life of an elevator constructor, for instance, where you actually get to go inside the elevator shaft and see the inner workings of the counterweight as it's swinging down and see all the pulleys and the backside of the doors as you're on top of the elevator car moving up if you're going to be an elevator constructor, you better be okay with heights because you are able to see all the way down the elevator shaft at multiple points in time during that day.
0: Yeah, I don't like elevators or heights. That's not the job for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you can experience it virtually and be completely safe and pop that headset off when you don't want to be in that environment anymore. But I should take a step back and mention too that while we do have a headset component to the experiences, every single one of our experiences is also a web-based experience that can be accessed from any device, which is critically important for adoption in the classroom. We've got to be able to meet teachers and students and schools where they're at with the devices that they have. So we really focus on creating engaging experiences that are kind of like a home virtual tour, but you're navigating through a day in the life of what a job is like or a field trip of a facility.
0: So, How are you recording these? Is there someone that's actually going out and working with these people and videoing everything throughout the day?
1: Yep. We're basically creating a a miniature movie. We jokingly say it's kind of like an immersive dirty jobs um, episode, (laughs) a bit shorter than that. And we don't have anyone on camera as charismatic as Mike Rowe, but those types of experiences, the authenticity that is brought to the table, that's the core of what we're working to do And we use 360-degree cameras that are the same ones that are used in other industries like real estate photography to be able to capture everything around the camera, the tripod where it's mounted. We work with businesses to develop a script and a storyboard and a shot list and really kind of map out what is... It's tough to say a typical day in life because with most careers, every day is a bit different. But we want to get representative of what are some of the things that you could expect to see Just like if you were there on a field trip or shadowing someone for a day. The intent is not to create something that allows someone to know everything that there is to know about a career. It's to provide a taste, just enough of that pathway to know, is this something I can see myself wanting to do or wanting to learn more about? Or is this not the right thing for me? Either one of those outcomes are positive outcomes and what we're looking for with Career VXR.
0: Want to know one of my biggest frustrations with EdTech? Tools that assume every student learns the same way at the same pace. I need my technology to do more for me. That's why it's so important for me to know that IXL provides true, personalized learning across the entire pre-K to 12 curriculum, and that it's proven benefit to all student populations, including English learners and students in special education programs. IXL is research proven to accelerate achievement. Studies across 45 states show that IXL schools outperform non-IXL schools on state assessments and independent research from Johns Hopkins University verifies IXL meets ESSA Tier 1 standards. With those results combined with IXL's teacher-friendly reputation, what more could you ask for? I'm sure you want to increase achievement for all students. Find out how IXL can help. Visit IXL.com B for a demo. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Yeah. One of the things that we do in our middle school is we have students mind map their interests and then figure out what careers might be aligned with those interests and then set them up with one day apprenticeships where they'll go in and of course they won't see and learn everything about a job, but they'll get an opportunity to have a taste of what is one day of this feel like and is it something I'm interested in learning more in or do I hate this and I not want to be in this environment. And you're creating that for a lot of places that students can't go visit or that might not be accessible to them, or creating that opportunity of things that they haven't even thought about to be able to go check out,
1: yeah. And that's the whole point of this is inspiring that curiosity and that want that desire to want to go and learn something more about something that a student never knew existed. I mean, the whole point of any school, whether it's public, private, charter, homeschool, microschool, the whole point of any school is to prepare students for what they're going to be doing when they're not in school anymore. And to do that, students have to make a choice. Do I want to go to college? Do I want to work right out of school? Do I want to go to a two-year school? How on earth can you make a choice if you don't know what your choices are? You don't know what the, I guess, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is. How do I decide which way I want to go. I can't make an effective choice if I don't know what my options are.
0: So how do you work with schools? Are you working primarily with public schools or private schools, or are you seeing homeschoolers logging on and using this? Who's your audience?
1: So right now it's primarily public and private schools. We're really excited to be going down the path of finding opportunities to create access for homeschool students and schools and charter schools. But right now it's primarily K-12 public and private, mostly middle schools and high schools right now. But the interesting thing is, while we thought this was going to be a solution that was primarily geared toward high school and upper level middle school students, we're actually finding that there's desire for it in earlier grades, that there is a trend that's starting for earlier and more diverse career exploration, not trying to slot kids into a particular pathway and say, you're going to be an electrician, but to be able to do things like show them All of the different industries that are out there and get them thinking early on, expanding those horizons early on so that they can be thinking about what is that CTE course I want to take or what other activities do I want to get into that can help refine those interests and and align with the right path by the time they get to high school.
0: Your organization applied this year for the prestigious YAS Prize, which is a prize that chooses 32 semifinalists and then 16 go on. And there's one that's chosen to receive a million dollar grand prize. And one of the aspects of the YAS Prize is to be permissionless, which is my personal favorite being a rebel educator. Most of what we do is pushing the status quo and doing things that are permissionless and how do we create new things or look at the same problems or questions in a different way can you share your view on how career view xr is permissionless in the world yeah absolutely first i mean we're just ecstatic
1: to be aligned with the os prize there were 2000 applicants and they actually do 64 quarter finalists down to 32 semifinalists, then eight finalists, and the one winner. And it's been just an incredible journey. And along the permissionless line, we are really seeking to create new opportunities for students to be able to go out and explore in non traditional settings by bringing real world job sites into the classroom. It's not the same as being there in person, but we are creating access to things that students would never be able to go see in person. And we're really working to do that in as flexible a manner as possible. We're not creating mandated curriculum. We're not creating particular paths that you must go through as you're navigating or tasks that you need to accomplish within the experiences. We want this to be open exploration so that Teachers can adapt it to however they want to use it in the classroom, whether they're in a public school, private school, charter school, micro school, homeschool parents. We're working to develop a platform and a library of experiences that are flexible enough that students can even bring those experiences home and talk with mom and dad over the dinner table about what these careers are to help align their interests with pursuing that right career path. We also kind of joke in the office. Is, we create field trips with no permission slips needed. So there's that aspect to it as well. But really enabling that self-exploration and self-discovery, that's what our focus is with permissionless with CareerVXR.
0: I actually love that it's completely free of any standards and how flexible it is and how you've created access with, like you don't need a VR headset to be a part of this. You can use it on a tablet. You can use it on a computer. You can see it in lots of different ways and forms which is really great for everyone to be able to access and be able to use. I want to go back to a point that you mentioned a little bit ago. You talked about the point of school and the point of school being to prepare us for not being in school and that this tool is one way that does this. Are there things that you've seen within schools or things that as rebel educators, we can look at and change or implement in schools that you feel would help to prepare students for that time when they're not in school?
1: So I think maybe one of the best ways to talk about this is in the context of my journey. So I remember getting that question, what are you going to be? What are you going to be? What school are you going to? Or the assumption that I'm going to college, right? And I did go to college and I loved going to college. I loved going to college too much. That's where I did my career exploration, six and a half years for a four-year math degree. So I am technically one of those bad statistics. I didn't count toward the graduation rate. i pulled back from it because I had an extra semester in there.
0: Yeah, you just got very (laughs) well-educated.
1: Well, I did. And I just, I couldn't decide what I wanted to do because I loved it all. And actually, Love Learning is one of our company values, and it comes directly from my lived experience with that. And for me, that worked, right? But there are so many students that have crushing student debts, and they ended up going down the wrong path because they didn't understand what a particular career pathway is. And I think part of the big challenge is that a lot of times educators don't really know what all of those career pathways are. I love school counselors to death. I love teachers to death. But when they are guiding students and they've not had a chance to really understand what these different pathways are, even the most well intentioned career counselor is not necessarily going to put that student on the right path because they just don't know what the industry is really all about. So what I would love to see happen is tools like CareerView become a professional development tool for educators as well, so that those folks that are so well-intentioned can really help align the right student with the right career. And I'm not saying it's the only solution to that. I think there are other great solutions out there as well, but so many students are so visually oriented and they want to be immersed and engaged We need to start using the media tools that are out there to do that. And not just with gamified computer-generated environments, but with real authentic experiences. I think one other thing we can do is give students a little more credit. They want to see authenticity. They crave it. And that's really what we're focused on doing with Caribbean XR. We spend a lot of time engaging directly with students, directly with schools. And that's my favorite thing to do is be at a school where a student's trying on the headset for the first time and you just see their jaw drop as they're looking off the side of the wind turbine or you just see how intently they're looking at an experience in an emergency room. Those are the things that I'd love to see K-12 do more of, really embracing, bringing authentic experiences to students and helping satisfy those curiosities.
0: I think there's a big conversation right now, both around the metaverse and creating virtual reality experiences and also around artificial intelligence and how students are using AI. And it made me think, as you were talking about creating more experiences and giving authentic experiences and students getting an opportunity to see things that They might not otherwise see or think about. And one of the things that we're using as our students are thinking about their interests and the things that are aligned is we're using things like ChatGPT and saying, okay, here are my interests. What careers might be aligned with this? Or here are my interests. What other things might I be interested in or might I find fun? And to do some of that brainstorming. Do you have any thoughts on the intersection or the use of AI and virtual reality?
1: there's lots of opportunity for those two worlds to intersect. And when we think about generative AI, right now we're talking about, okay, it's primarily text or images, but imagine AI being able to generate simulations of a particular career that you want to be able to observe or interplay with. There's so much potential. They're all different tools in the toolbox, but at the end of the day, it's going to take educators connecting with students and helping align those tools with a path for how they're going to be used in education.
0: So there's about eight other semifinalists of the YAS Prize that I know that you wanted to mention and talk about and shout out and share. And we love sharing resources with all of our rebel educators out there. So can you share with us the other semifinalists that you'd like to shout out?
1: Absolutely. So um, in each of these episodes, we've been shouting out uh, eight different semi finalists. So we've done sustainable, transformational, outstanding, and now we're on permissionless. We've got these really outstanding organizations, Black Pastors United for Education, got a focus on educating for change and reform in education, aligning with permissionless principles, Brothers Liberating Our Community. They've got a commitment on recruiting and retaining Black male educators in their communities, Gem Innovation Schools of Idaho have expansion plans to serve more rural schools with innovative methods in education. Optima Academy Online, love these guys because they've got a virtual reality curriculum that they use for their students, and they help bring that curriculum into other school settings. Tutwiler Community Education Center, which is a micro school network that has a business incubation system that they're using. So students learning through creating business opportunities. Leaders to Legend is a parent-directed homeschool co-op and I love what they're doing with getting parents involved. They're working on empowering families and providing education choice. We got Old Sturbridge Academy. They're actually co-located within a museum, which I think is a fascinating way to repurpose some infrastructure within a community and convert that into an educational environment. And then Crystal Ray Network, I absolutely love what these guys are doing. They get students onto job sites for a day a week so that there is hands-on work-based learning happening. I mean, there's just tons of really cool innovation. And there are 24 other semifinalists that are all doing amazing things on the permissionless uh principle as well. These are just eight that stuck out to us. and so We wanted to make sure we called out on this episode.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. One of the things I love to hear from all of my guests is a story that they remember from their elementary school years. Is there something that you remember from that time of your life that you could share with us?
1: There are several, but I, I do remember running the mile. Like that was the thing. <laughs> like the mile it just terrified me.
0: Maybe that's a Midwest thing because nobody else has said that. And this is like almost a point of trauma in my life. I hated to run. I was the oh. kid that ran while my PE teacher was behind me. And then as soon as he passed me, I'd walk until he could see me again. And that's the way I ran the mile.
1: Yep. And for me, it, it was several reasons I hated it. One was, I did well in academics. I did not do well in physical education. I just wasn't the fastest kid. I was overweight. It just wasn't something I really got excited about. And running the mile, like I would dread it for weeks, knowing that it would come up and knowing that it might come up. And I would know when I'd see orange traffic cones up around the yep. uh, around the school where you had to do your laps to get your mile in. and, I noticed that the cones would be up a bunch and I get all tense and anxious about it. And then we didn't end up running the mile that day. And it didn't find out until later that it was the gym teacher just messing with me. because <laughs> He knew how much I, uh, how anxious I got about it, which I don't know if that's a good story or bad, but my dad loves to tease me about that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I mentioned, I remember vividly running the mile many times throughout school.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. Oh god, for me it was like always the last one coming in. I'm like, oh
0: yeah, me too. I just I hated it. I hated PE. I didn't see the point. I didn't want to take part. I was a terrible participator. I tried to get out of it. I went and talked to my school principal and vice principal and tried to find a way to waive the PE credits. And like, I was a dancer. I took dance classes four nights a week for three to four hours a night after school. I'm like this has to count for something. I'm getting activity, I'm dancing, I'm active. Do I really have to run the mile?
1: Well, and you know, I think that's great on the theme of permissionless, right? Because it's not like I was a lazy kid. I just hated running. I, I love playing baseball and I was in Taekwondo and all of that stuff. And I like to see that there are opportunities now for kids to be doing a lot of that stuff aligned with their K-12 education. But the 80s was a crazy time, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great example of we're going to make everybody do the same thing because this is what the standard says that we have to do, regardless of what everybody else is doing outside of here. Or not that physical education is about understanding how your body works and moves and finding a way that you enjoy being active. Now it's about how fast everybody can run one mile. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I was always really good at the sit and reach though. So that I, oh, I surprised I surprised people on that one. <laughs>
0: you and I are so alike in so many ways. <laughs> oh, so funny. There are several other episodes that you have been on as a part of the B podcast network. You did sustainable on principle PLN. You did transformational on transformative principle. You did outstanding on de facto leaders and now permissionless here. Aside from listening to those other episodes and learning more about you, how else can people get in touch with you?
1: Well, you can go out to our website, careerviewxr.com, learn more about the platform out there. Also, I know that uh, there's not a ton of time left, only through November 25th. But if anyone does want to go out and vote for us, there is an, an opportunity to vote for a Parents' Choice Award out at yasprize.org slash vote, And you can learn a little bit more about us there. But I'd also encourage you to go out and learn about these other semifinalists because there are some folks that are doing some really incredible things in education all along this permissionless theme.
0: That was going to be my next question. So you can vote for Matt and vote for XR on the YAS Prize for the Parents' Choice Award. Reach out to him on his website and learn more there. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a ton of fun and I'm excited to have one more resource to share with my middle schoolers and our elementary schoolers. They just finished a unit on identity and part of what they were doing was their past, present and future selves and learning about careers that were open to them. And those are our third and fourth graders. So This will be super fun for them too. So thank you so much.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you, Tanya. I appreciate your time.
0: That's it for another episode of Rebel Educator. Thank you for joining us and thank you for spending your limited time with us learning how to be rebels in education. If you'd like to learn more or access our project library, you can go to rebeleducator.com. If you'd like to learn more about our progressive elementary and middle school in the San Francisco Bay area, check out upacademy.com. Interested in learning more about our rebel literacy project curriculum or launching your own school and joining our affiliate network, visit projectup.us. And if you haven't read it yet, Pick up your copy of my book, Rebel Educator, Create Classrooms Where Impact and Imagination Meet on Amazon or anywhere you read or listen to your books. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave a review and rate our show so that others can find it and love us too. Look forward to talking to you soon. Keep resisting tradition, Rebel Educators. There are a lot of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of FlexTime without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.